Welcome to Ask Cadence, everyone, the Project Management Podcast. My name is Pete Wright, and I am sitting here once again with John Patton. Hello, John. Hello, Pete. Beautiful day today. Beautiful day. Keep them coming. Jay Christensen, how are you? Uh, top of the morning to you, Pete. Top of the morning <laughs> to you, sir. Uh, lest we break out the accents. Uh, we have a, another terrific and grisly project management problem from the, uh, from the project management course problem cards. Uh, this one, I think, is interesting even though I don't quite understand it. So Jay, I'm gonna count on you to put some perspective to it and, and tell us what we're reading here. As the card says, managing high needs customer expectations and balancing customer priorities. Use resources from project, creates additional work, and puts deadlines at risk. Mm -hmm. Feels yeah. like we've got a couple of sentence fragments in there. What yeah. is your understanding of, yeah. This, yeah. of this problem? Yeah, what I think is happening here is that during the implementation phase of the project, the project people are uh, responding to requests from the customers to add to the project scope. And what I believe is happening here. And this addition to scope causes more work and resource limitations or resource, resource and availabilities uh, during the implementation phase of the project. So, a couple of uh, opportunities, assuming that that's what the person meant. <coughs> Of course, um, what we like to do is say that that research phase, uh, the third phase, is crucial in understanding what the customer needs are. This is the first opportunity to understand all of the customer needs and then at that point to have the customer <coughs> specify which are the most important critical needs that must be met in the first project. There may be multiple projects there, or there may be just one project, but the point of it is we need to understand from the customer's viewpoint what do they have to have out of this project so that we can roll that scope, that first initial customer-defined scope into the research of the project, into the business case of the project then uh, determine if the project still is worthy of proceeding on from a business perspective into the planning phase. Now, <coughs> pardon me, assuming that that has not happened, which is typical, typical the case, uh, the next point to catch this particular problem is at the end of the project profile. Uh, profile is comprised of the introduction the, or the business purpose behind the project, the objective and scope, deliverables, measures, and exclusions in scope. So what we want to do at the end of the profile development is get back in front of the customer or the sponsor or who is representing the customer and confirm that the scope has been properly identified by the team. At that point, we communicate to the customer that from this juncture forward, once that we approve the scope here in the project profile, Further additions to scope will be processed as changes, and then we will process a change request to determine the impact of additional changes on scope in terms of cost, schedule, and performance. That way we set the expectation with the customer that uh, we have to agree on scope at one point, and then after that juncture, uh, then we can change uh, the scope, but it requires a process to change. So it sounds like that's the gap that we're, we're talking about here, because from the problem, it seems like they're presenting what otherwise might be an unknown unknown. You know, the customer could just as easily say, sure, I agree with the scope right now, I, we're locked on it. But but tomorrow, they may have new things to say right. about it, they may have new additions to it. Yeah. And so what we're saying here to address that is there is a process, there is a channel for addressing changes to scope that must be 
followed. Yes, and, and to further amplify what you said, the other thing that we can do is that we might condition the customer to believe that uh, significant changes to scope after the project profile has been approved would then perhaps become exclusions that would become done in a later project, a subsequent project, project two or project three, so that the customer gets their needs met, but we need to control scope in this particular project, and that's another method for handling this situation. Um, Pete, uh, let's, let's get into the mindset of um, a lot of people who are internal customers to the project team uh, providing business requirements for things that need to change in, in their own environment. Um, they're high-context people. In a previous episode, we talked about high-context and low-context people. High-context, uh, making sure the business works but not knowing exactly how to describe it in detail versus the project mode. Now that we're developing something, we have to have a great deal of detail to do a good job and to build something. So often when a, when a, uh, uh, a person who's gathering business requirements says anything else, uh, the customer, internal customer, explicitly or implicitly in their head is saying, not that I can think of. And in the customer's mind, there is, that is an open door that when I think of it, I'll add it. And I've, I've been in those shoes myself. Well, now that you've brought me something to look at, it makes me think of other things that are absolutely necessary in this environment. And so we've got to make them aware of the fact that, you know, the cost and schedule of this project are based on the defined performance. As we come up with changes during execution, you know, the plan's been signed off, uh, things are cast, the scope is cast. As we come up with things uh, in um, implementation that are absolutely necessary, that we may need to go back and get a change request so that we get the resources to do these things which they see are absolutely essential. So there's a path to get change, but it is not as easy as I just thought of something. Well, it's, it strikes me that you know there, there has got to be sort of a politic way to a approach this with clients who, as you say, don't know yet that they, you know, what they don't know is coming in their minds the next day. Mm -hmm. you know, well, there is. Uh, there, there is a, a common one uh, called change budget. It's more common in construction than in corporate projects, and that is to um, add 5 or 10% to the total estimated internal cost of developing something uh, in terms of hours, and uh, to extend the project one month beyond the planned end date and say we're going to give you customer control of this hours budget and this time frame, this one month additional time frame in the project. As you use this up with changes, we will log each one of them as we do a change request and let you know how much is left. And that is, is one of those things which puts control in the customer's hands. They do take control. And they're, they're very careful uh, to, to add just those things which give them maximum value as opposed to, you know, I was thinking last night and I thought of something. And, and this is also referred to as gold plating when you have uncontrolled change or scope creep on your project. We've, we've dealt with scope creep, uh, you know, a bunch. And I think this is, that's, that's certainly one way. It seems kind of a dangerous way, intuitively, to me to, to 
approach this. Take control by giving up control (laughs) with limits. And the other piece of this is high customer expectations and a way to manage that is to make certain that the measures, the criteria for success, are defined in terms of what the customer is looking for so that we're not surprised at the end of the project a customer expecting one thing, project team expecting to deliver something else, then we get into a bar fight at the end of the project about project team not meeting customer expectations. But we need to have those customer expectations clarified and documented and agreed to uh, at the end of project profile if possible. Before you start the work. Correct. This is a great topic. Uh, Are we missing anything for people? Any words of wisdom or have we uh, we covered it? We have a great great reminder to document those measures and then uh, once the profile is signed off, we have a process and a channel to go through to deal with change. On behalf of Jay Christensen and John Patton, uh, my name is Pete Wright. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. uh, And please tune in next week for another episode of Ask Cadence, the Project Management Podcast.